Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one idea can be taken to the next stage, where it'll be written down and used as the lyrics for Nick Knowles' next album. I'm Joel, a man who puts the semi in inseminate, and across from me is John Harris, a man who said to me before this recording that his favourite recording artist is Josh Groban and then proceeded to show me an alarming number of tattoos. Yeah. You love Groban? Yeah. Who knew? All down one side of my back. I keep dedicated. the other side pure. What's the, who, you're, wait, you're waiting for an artist to top Groban so you can yeah. dedicate the other half of your body to them. I want someone who combines operatic singing and pop music like Groban does. Have you heard of Meatloaf? <laughs> <laughs> too rocky, too edgy. Have you my- ever eaten Meatloaf? No, no one in the UK. It's an American thing, but I, by judging by, you know, descriptions and depictions of it on television, I assume it's like sausage meat stuffing, but you just have it as the centerpiece rather than as a side piece. There's something about it that makes turns my stomach. Just the concept of meat loaf. Yeah, I don't. Is it the idea that meat is bread? Yeah, there's something (laughs) wrong. Like (laughs) slicing it like a loaf. I don't like. But I love a bit of saurine. So, John, we're here to pitch some movies. Yeah, come on. What about this one from Daniela? The Wizarding World is rocked by the news of an an elixir. An elixir, an elixir of life is a really hard thing to say. In a quick, the Wizarding video. World is rocked by the news of an elixir of life. This is why I'm going to get the job when what's his name Hugh Edwards Hugh Edwards Stevens retires. When all Stevens, I, I can replace any Hugh <laughs> Laurie Bonneville Bonneville Grant Dennis. The- <laughs> The Wizarding World is rocked by the news of an elixir of life that has been used to keep a prehistoric man alive. Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Flintstone. It's a great setup. It's a great setup. Right, hang on. (laughs) I mean, you can't... Uh, Who's that? Who sent that in? Daniela. Okay, great. I thought you were reading out your own idea and then saying it's a great setup, it's a great setup. No, uh, To really hammer home the point. It is a great setup. So is Fred Flintstone in... Modern times. In Gringotts? Yeah. He's in a vault in Gringotts? Yeah. Okay, I'm into that. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of vaults in there that are never opened, so yeah. who knows what's being kept in there? So, the- <laughs> I assume he's doing that still. Yeah. Oh, well, he's been locked in a cell. He doesn't know how the language has changed. 
It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed. It hasn't changed since... If there's any... There's one lesson to take from the Flintstones is humans and dinosaurs coexisted and language hasn't changed. Language will never change. Okay, so what purpose does Fred Flintstone serve in the wizarding world? He... What, he can control uh, the dragons. Why? Because they're like dinosaurs. Because he could control the... Um, Diplodocus to make exactly. building site stuff. He was friends with the dinosaurs, mm. and the wizarding logic dictates that dragons are pretty similar to dinosaurs. They're just flying, fiery dinosaurs. Exactly. So they think, who's the ma- best man for this job? It's the cartoon character of Fred Flintstone. Or is it John Goodman, Fred Flintstone? It's the cartoon character. Oh, okay. John Goodman did a great job, though. And then they did a sequel with a totally different cast, which, which just happened in those days. Yeah. Yeah, it was fine back then. And you just go straight to video or DVD. The Stone Age. Yeah, no one really noted. It was also like, this is a little bit later, but Disney would make really great films. And like, then do a sequel. Yeah. Straight to video that was rubbish. Aladdin. Different cars. Two and three. But you actually said you rate Aladdin three. Prince of Thieves. No, I don't know about three. Oh. I rate two. Yeah, I've never yeah. heard of it. There's a great song about being um, a man or a mouse. Oh, really? Yeah. What's Bambi two called? Um, Mum's Still Dead. It's just Bambi I.I. <laughs> Oh, like for two much better than what I just said what did you say mum's still dead Bambi 2 mum's still dead yeah oh. oh so it's like Roman numerals yeah. for the oh, I like that a lot yeah. <laughs> it's like Rocky 2 yeah exactly it's <gasps> she, Bambi gets all swole and beats up the hunter yeah oh lovely yeah very good yeah but the long story short is what's the bad guy called Voldemort fucking hell that was weird yeah so I, I thought that's too obvious. He must be yeah. thinking about a bad guy in the Flintstones. My brain just you know, just disappeared. Yeah. It was almost as bad as when I tried to say an elixir earlier. Anyway, so Voldemort, he has... He's gone back in time and he's put Flint, uh, Fred in the Gringo- Gringotts Bank as it launched. I assume there was a big launch there with a ribbon cutting. And it, you stuff. think it launched in the Stone Age? No, 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 no. So, he, so he's got... Well, he had Fred Flintstone. Yeah. So Fred Flintstone has been passed down through generations of evil wizards. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. No. Mm. So he he he's got um he's got a, one of those super um, powerful time turners. He's gone back to prehistoric times, a picked up Fred, Fred and then him. gone then gone forward to the opening of Gringotts Bank, put Fred in one with the elixir of life to keep him alive forever, and like eight di- eight dinosaur dragon things, mm-hmm. and then in modern day Harry Potter times, he's going to attack. Oh, using God. Fred and using his Fred. control. And Fred knows no better. Well, about... Fred just wants out. And he only took Fred, not Barney as well. Uh, Wilma? Why would you keep any of the rest of them? Bam Bam. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take Bam Bam. Yeah, Bam Bam's definitely coming, actually. Yeah. They all took... come. He took, no, just Bam Bam. And, and Barney Rubble. All right, fine. And the other ones, all of them, they all come. Wilma, who's the other one? Don't know. And Voldemort convinces them that it's the people like Dumbledore and Gringotts Bank who locked them up for that amount of time. So, so the Flintstones ride on dragons to attack the Wizarding World. Mm. <laughs> That's good. They yabba-dabba don't put up with their shit and then just... Nice. They yabba-dabba doomed. Oh, yeah. better. Are you listening to this, J.K. Rowling? Cause yeah. If you can acquire the rights from Hanna-Barbera, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> it was so cool how he, like, surfed down a Diplodocus's back. Do you think you yeah, could that do was that? really cool? Could I could I do it? Do you think Tony Hawks could do that? I think I could do it. Do you think if you do you, how you, wide is the Diplodocus tail? Text mm, us. Great question. Tweet us. Text us. Yeah. Oh eight hundred. No. I was uh, just saying Texas. Would you have to? I think it's as wide as Texas. That's <laughs> a fucking big dinosaur. The band. No, the band. Oh, uh, yeah. fine, fine. Would you have to lube your feet? Uh, no, I'm sliding on my bum. <laughs> but 
but Fred doesn't. He's a master. I find. I mean, entry level. I was just like, if you have to slide down something, let's say a slide, you don't go feet first. So you're like you're bodyboarding. I'm body, and he's surfing. and he's surfing. Got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. great. Yeah, I'm the apprentice, and he's the master. Anyway, here's one from me. Well, not from me. It's from Jarrett. Jarrett, the equaliser. Yep. Denzel Washington is the caretaker manager of Torquay United. But you also have to kill loads of people at the same time. Yeah. Anything of note with regards to Torquay United? Anything we can use? No, they're, I mean, they're falling on hard times. Uh, so they need an inspirational coach-like figure to come in. I feel like Denzel could fill those shoes pretty well. Okay. I imagine a half-time team talk from Denzel Washington would inspire even the most insipid of football teams. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Like, if Denzel came in to this studio before we recorded, we'd smash the episode. It'd be so good. Oh, yeah. Imagine how much better it would be. Just listener. So listen back. If you go now and listen to our whole back catalogue, because this did happen once. See if you can pick out which <laughs> one, one Denzel. Yeah. Denzel gave us a little pep talk. He's he very lovely. He's a good guy. Right. I think the murdering shouldn't be connected. Uh, no, not in, it's in no way connected. To the football. But the only thing that, you know, it's what it is essentially is a caper of him juggling his time between yeah. killing loads of people and helping Torquay United get promoted. So he's actually a really lovely above the board coach yeah, just in just his doing, private life yeah. he's equalising yeah like, but, sometime, and, but sometimes the equalising gets really serious and you have to do it at half time oh, yeah that's fair equaliser as a concept I haven't seen either equalisers because I think it's a remake um, yeah and I haven't seen either but isn't the concept that he like basically kills bad people it's like a vigilante yeah. vibe yeah, yeah yeah what would the baddies of Torquay be doing well it's, seaside, it's a seaside town yeah so I imagine they're probably some sort of oil spill, guys. Yeah, yeah. Oil, he, an oil spill and they're throwing human bodies into the slick. Nice. Because there needs, needs to be some extra murder going on just to, just to make his murders seem justified. Yeah, so justify, the only way you can justify his murders is if there's been other murders yeah. done by the people that he murders. What is, exactly. What's equal to murder? Other murder. Yeah. An oil slick is just below murder. That's true. I wonder if he equalises other crimes that are committed. <laughs> I don't know how you'd do that. Like, if someone was speeding, what, well, you'd make them go really slow? Yeah, you'd get a car. The logic doesn't apply to it really You can slowly. only equalise a murder, really, can't you? No, they could steal from, like, a Boots Opticians, and you would just go to their house and steal Punch them, them in back. the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> in the eye. I'd rather Denzel Washington equalised other crimes than murder. This is a better idea. Someone... Uh, steals from a boots optician and then he he, he super sets glues it an up. eye mask <laughs> he, sets, he sets it up so that they go, have to go back to the opticians and the opticians claims they have really bad sight so they have to pay for the rest of their life for glasses they don't need yes exactly I like that kind of equalising <laughs> petty equalisation maybe that's how Denzel climbed through the ranks you have to start off equalising petty crime and then you get yeah. to equalise murder and then like someone's like shoplifting food and he goes he sneaks in and all the food he, they cook using the stolen stuff he just seasons really badly nice it replaces <laughs> it with gone off equivalents of the yeah. food yeah yeah so they, they ship off a pint of milk he goes in and yeah. he gives them a really sour pint of milk or he makes them just consume it all you know like um you know the classic your dad catches you smoking cigarettes he makes you smoke the whole packet yeah they shop off a packet of biscuits he just shoves them all in the guy's mouth and punches him in the eyes it gets really petty as well um what, what do you think he would do for illegally downloading films? Oh, he'd make you re-upload them on a terrible bandwidth. Yeah. Yeah. And re-subtitle them in a language. You don't know. You don't know. That's yeah. great. That is really good. What would he do about jaywalking? 
He just points and goes, this guy's jaywalking! Yes, for just shaming him. Just shames yeah. him. I like that. I really think good. shame is an equal equivalent to jaywalking. He makes him walk to the nearest crossing and cross it on his hands and knees. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He makes everyone who's ever jaywalked go to Abbey Road and recreate the Beatles pose. Great. For ten weeks. And then he photographs them and puts them on a jaywalking hall of shame. Yeah. Yeah, online. I think we have solved all crime. Consider crime equalised. What about this one from Shane? Tender man. Slender man is actually just a really lovely guy. Immediate thought, with arms that long, how good would his cuddles be? He could wrap around you about three or four times. Is it is it tender is it is tender man slender man or is tender man like slender man's brother uh, just misunderstood brother? Well, they just they they've just grown apart. The family have completely grown apart. So, for those who don't know the 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 small minority who might not know about slender man, he's like an internet meme of horror. Mm-hmm. That's just a really tall, suited, faceless guy yeah. with really long arms that appears in things. I think it started out as like a Reddit. Scaring yeah. each other kind of vibe. Yeah, Photoshop but, an image to make yeah. it as scary as possible. But they built a video game. Yeah, which is really good. It's so scary. Quite genuinely scary. Although I played, I thought it was quite a scary video game, but it was really scary because I was playing it with my housemates in third year who were like screaming at me as I was doing it, yeah. which always ups the ante. Like I went to see, ages ago at secondary school, I went to see the women in black play. Yeah. And I was definitely, because I was sat in a row with loads of people who were, Stop like trying to claim you're the minds. bravest person in every room. No. We know, we know that to not be true. No, everyone listening to this show knows that. Oh, and then I went to see this, and guess what? Everyone in the room was really scared. So I, I somehow, so that must have been why I was scared as well. I'm a massive wimp. I, I, I can concede that. But I don't express my fear via loud noises. You wet yourself. I mostly wet myself. You mostly wet yourself. I mostly just defecate. And so... How do you express fear? Like silence and jumping. Okay. Do you sort of contort? I contort. Yeah, like I grimacing and I contort to stuff. one side. Yeah. Yeah, I grimace um, and I look away from the screen for as long as possible. Yeah. If I was holding a cushion... What would you do to it? It would be very squashed. How squashed? The, the orange squash. If you orange squashed. <laughs> yeah. You must get really scared. Yeah, it's so scared. No, so yeah, I wasn't... Sorry, I wasn't acting like I'm brave. I just find that going to those big screenings yeah, and yeah, stuff... Yeah arguably as scary as what we're watching is other people screaming at random points yeah yeah yeah, true um i was on a tube yesterday yeah and the driver forgot to put the lights on in the carriages and it went underground and it was pitch black i couldn't see a hand in front of your face dark it was really weird and there were like quite a few people on the carriage who were really freaking out i thought what if the lights come on there's no one on this carriage (laughs) or the person opposite me is an inch away from my face it was real horror film stuff yeah i really liked it and i found myself laughing a lot in a bid to be like oh this is oh a crazy time we're having hoping that but that probably didn't settle anyone else yeah there's a podcast just, being recorded somewhere else where they're going and there was a man just well, cackling to himself on a tube pitch black and all we can hear is <laughs> that's what it was like Though I'm really these guys are probably really comforted now they know it's a funny time <laughs> as, as opposed to a scary one yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh this is a laugh <laughs> This is a real crack. Yeah. I sort of stamp my feet a bit. So does Tender Man appear at random? Give you a little cuddle. It gives you a little cuddle when you yeah. need it. Yeah. At first you're really scared and then, yeah. then he's like, no. His suit isn't black. It's a comforting mauve. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. And he's got he's actually got lots of faces. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not sure that's... <laughs> I'm, I think that might be more creepy. It looks like he's got pale, um, smooth skin, Slender Man. He's got... 
uh, pink furry skin. Oh, I was going to say they look exactly the same, oh. but the suits are different. Oh, just the suit. So in this film, Slenderman pretends to be Tenderman to get closer to his victims. <gasps> How do you like that? And then Tenderman has to deal with the has fact that... Has to hug that... his brother to death. <gasps> yeah. At the end of the film, he hugs his brother so much, his brother's suit turns mauve. And then there's two and they Tenderman. Just, they just kiss facelessly. Snog mm. each other. I'm starting to see a trend in your film suggestion. <laughs> what, what was the other one? I, I, I think last last week with Matt, you suggested a film ends with everyone making out. No, it was a few. It was a couple of weeks back. It was um ah, oh, it was Finding Greedo, and you everyone was at Olympus. Everyone in the crowd concert. started snogging. Yeah. Well, I don't think films end enough with mass snogs. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine it, and then everyone in the audience would just snog as well. It'd be great. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Um, what about this one from Peggy? Broom Raider. Janitor at a museum. Now, I'm, I'm worried that's going Night of the Museum territory. That is the film Night of the Museum. I mean, he is a janitor in a museum. So we just we just actually just whack Broom Raider at the top of Night of the Museum DVDs and sell them down the market. That's good. Yeah? That is, yeah, I'm, I'm up for that. Thanks, Peggy. How about this one from Mark? In the nick of time. Yeah? John Harris finds out his dad is Nick Knowles when the DIY SOS team come round to do up his long forgotten shed. How does this man know my dad's name? What? <laughs> Who's your dad? Nick Knowles? No. What? Oh, is it just a coincidence? It's probably just a coincidence. What's a coincidence? Then my dad is actually called Nick. Oh, no. I don't know if he does know that. This oh. film's just about Nick Knowles being your real biological dad. Oh, fine. So DIY SOS come round because you've put out a plea because you, you've had no time to do up your shed. Yeah. You've been really busy, I don't know, speaking French and yeah, stuff. Yeah, all that. Um, so your shed's fallen to ruins, mm. right? And it used to be a real centrepiece. of. That's actually why you bought the house. Yeah. It's a great big Love shed. Love a good shed. Um, anyway, DIY SOS come round to do up your shed. Yeah. They find an old box and it's just okay. loads of photos of Nick Knowles holding you as a baby mm. and Nick Knowles is your real father and it's you coming to terms with the fact that Nick Knowles is your biological dad. The, um, you spend Christmas with him, you know, you go ice skating with him, you do loads of like father and son things. Sounds great. I'm I'm actually... Yeah. No, actually, the more I say that sounds great, the more that sounds like an insult to my own actual father so maybe I should... <laughs> how, how handy is your dad? 
He's actually... If he's not Nick Knowles levels of hand, is he? No. Can he play a guitar? Yeah, but he can't play yeah. it to Nick Knowles standard, can he? Hey, my dad's just a budget Nick Knowles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it is. The whole yeah. time, your your dad's always known that Nick Knowles is your biological father, so he's tried to imitate Nick Knowles. Mm, that explains a hell of a lot, actually. My well, my dad's just a budget Ray Mears. Oh, that's good. So uh, there might be maybe our parents should get together. They could imagine the DIY they could do. Like oh. my dad could like construct sort of like a leafy kind of shelter. Yours yeah. could just wire it, fix the shed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I like the but you know when they they I find the uh, the box full of photos yeah. of me and Nick as yeah. a kid. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that for a good twenty minutes of the film, I convinced myself that my parents were just big Nick Knowles fans and would just yeah, take me to, to oh, like, every opportunity. You're like a future president kissing a baby. Exactly. Yeah. It's they wanted Nick Knowles. They wanted I Knowles. I was just going to book signings. Yeah. They which I assume he did in the nineties. Yeah, before he was famous, <laughs> <laughs> he would. Yeah, and then, but then you started getting really big, thick eyebrows. That'll be it. And you started playing guitar. Nick Knowles is the host of DIY SOS. I think that was made clear by the the description of the thing. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to make sure people know that, which is a show. Well, how does this film end? Uh, apparently, the end of Mamma Mia. Like they don't find out who's the dad. Nice. And so we just so accept it could be all any three. one of the crew from DIY SOS. <laughs> yeah, or my actual dad. Ah, you can be thrown in there as well. Ah, that's nice. One of my teachers at school was on DIY SOS. Yeah? Yeah, big time. What did they fix? Uh, They didn't get nominated. So, you know, like, they'd show three pleas. Back in the day on DIY SOS, like, three people would be like, my house is a fucking wreck. Yeah. Come round and do this room up. Yeah. Anyway, he was one of the pleas, but he never got in. Uh, It wasn't wasn't in enough of a wreck. He should have, like, taken a hammer to it or something. That's what I'd do. If I knew I was going up against two other people, I'd make every effort to make the room as shit as possible. And then like, they I would do defecate the same. in the middle of the room. And then they do the same, and DIY SOS still don't come to your place. You yeah, just fucking torn to shreds for the sake of I getting mean, it's to it's a bold play. Up. It's like a real yeah. Hail Mary to get your house yeah. fixed. But if you're at the point where you're submitting to DIY SOS, you're willing to do anything, aren't you? Yeah. Will they fix my shed? That's yeah. the end of the film. All of, the, all of my dads fix the shed. Oh, great. Oh, I love That's play. nice. And they all walk you down the aisle. <laughs> When you get married in your big shed. <laughs> yes. Um, have you got another one, John? This one's from Deborah. She says, give Banana Man the gritty reboot it deserves. I'm into it. Banana yeah. Man, the most British of superheroes. Yeah. People in the US won't know about Banana Man. Imagine Batman, but replace bats with bananas. Although I don't think he's like had a childhood experience with bananas where he's really yeah. afraid of them. He fell in a tree of bananas. He fell in a grave. What is it he falls in? Like his parents' grave? It's like a cave, oh. isn't it? A ba- oh, like a banana cave. Yeah, he falls into a, a banana, banana shaped cave. cave. You know the banana caves. Oh, yeah. Oh, another thing in, in England, we have lots of banana caves. <laughs> and um, so they're called that because they're shaped like bananas and all of the rock is bright yellow. Yeah. So yeah. That's look- where we get our bananas from. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, the other thing, he's a bit like the uh, superhero Shazam insofar as it's a child that becomes an adult when superhero fight. Yes. Yeah. And much like Popeye. There's a lot of plagiarism going on here. Much like Popeye, uh, he becomes a superhero via the consumption of a specific food. I, it, feels, it feels like <laughs> it feels like propaganda from the guys at Jaffa, doesn't it? Yeah, like they thought, how can we how can we make bananas cool again? The superhero th- them up. The only thing is, I don't think he was a very good superhero. Oh, he's a comedy character. Yeah, it's um, real it, slapstick stuff. Which is you don't want. I mean, you don't want to combine slapstick because he's going to fall over banana skins all the time. So in America, you your comics are mostly superheroes, 
and are like really cool and well made and there's like each week there's like 20 pages of one story yeah ours aren't keeps like going. our comics are just there's the Beano or the Dandy yeah and there's 20 pages but each page is a different character mm-hmm. and they kind of just get into the same scrapes every single week yeah we like consistency yeah and um, so Banana Man is one of the few uh, outside of Desperate Dan from the Dandy who is iconic. Most of the big big players in the British comic scene come from uh, the rival, which is the Beano. Although I say rival, I think they're all produced by the same house. What uh, what a fun, interesting history of British comics, John. There we go. <sighs> You're welcome. So Banana Man gets the gritty reboot. Uh, it turns out the kid's allergic to potassium. That's, oh, no. why, uh, that's why he has his lifelong but, obsession well, with Potassium's banana. warped his body. Yeah. yeah, and so what you realise, this kid who turns into this adult every time he eats a banana, he's actually allergic to the bananas, and so he is solving crime, but also slowly killing himself oh, man. by the consumption of like these Like that Bond villain who's got a bullet in his head that's, he feels no pain. You know that one? Tomorrow Never Dies or something? Yeah. There's a villain who got shot in the head, mm. and it's killed all the pain receptors, Yeah, but it's slowly moving into his brain, eventually it'll kill him. Oh. He's like that, but with a banana. Exactly, almost exactly like that. How does he know when, like, he's accidentally touching the boiling bit of he a doesn't. kettle? There's a bit where he picks up a hot coal. Is there? Yeah. What just to show how hard he is? Yeah, yeah. yeah but, you think fire? He's well hard. Yeah, but then, then he's gonna have like, you know, third degree burns on his hand. What does he? The care? fact there's no pain doesn't mean does that he he's gonna have like. S- what does he care? Well, he does because then the, for the the rest of the time his hand will be all cr- crispy. You won't be able to feel it. Mm, I'm not sure about this. He's got no like nerve endings. So does he? I can't remember um, this this villain. Does he die like of a broken heart? <laughs> it's the only pain he can really feel. So James Bond <laughs> really flirts with him, promises to take him out, and then doesn't show up. It's good that, and then you he know, really knows what pain is. It's nice to see a James Bond film where he uses his um, sexiness for good. Yeah, that is good to see. Shall we pitch our own film ideas? Yes. Who's going first? Me. Hit a, me. A quiet place. It's about a really noiseless fish. Oh, good. Are fish noisy, generally? Are you trying to, you trying to compromise my film already? Well, tell me more about it and then I'll... Nemo, he talked, he spoke. Yeah, it's but if you're in, to you have been Nemo. in the water and thought, bloody hell, they're causing a racket. Mm. Like, you don't go into the sea and think, God, keep it down, lads. <laughs> Do you? Uh-huh. What about whales? That's so annoying. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Well, call it a quiet whale then, mate. <laughs> it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> a quiet place. It's a sequel to Finding Nemo or Finding Dory. It's um, a really shy, socially anxious fish. Oh, so it's not going to be about those weird creatures killing them all. The oh, whales would okay. go first, though, wouldn't they? They would, yeah. And then actually, most of the rest of the sea would be pretty chill about it. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they would. They keep it pretty quiet. There are those underwater um, like uh, crustaceans that like do really loud clicks that are like apparently like the volume of bullets yeah. being shot. Yeah, they're gone as well. Yeah. But then the rest of the sea. So is the, all, just all that's left in the sea is this one place. Yeah, all fish, apart from this one quiet place. You can't talk. Oh, because in this world it's like Pixar style. Yeah, and he's mute, and he can't talk. And I've we've really we've really written ourselves into a corner where there's yeah. just one living one creature. One living fish. Yeah, and you just watch it slowly die. Oh, yeah. Well, it's about time Pixar do something bold. My film idea is the Brawn Ultimatum. Right, so this lab, yeah, have created a super spy. 
Yeah. But in the way they've created him, there's a genetic quirk where he grows a beard in five minutes. Oh. Every five minutes. No. And he's on the run. Yeah. He has to keep shaving every five minutes because they can, otherwise they recognise him. Oh, that's so good. So the Braun, because Braun's a yeah, brand yeah, yeah. razor. I got it. I was um, there. So the Braun ultimatum. So he, you know how like in, in Jason Bourne, he changes his disguise every now and again? This is all about just him changing his disguises. So like he'll be in a fight mid-shave. It's, it's all about, he's constantly shaving. The whole film he's shaving the whole time. Like the first five minutes, you're like, this is fun because there's a bit where he's like clean shaven and then yeah. they're like, you need, we need to get you out. Yeah. But you yeah, can't yeah. be spotted and he just stands in the cupboard for 10 minutes and he's got like a massive a beard. beard. Yeah. But then the concept actually wears thin pretty quick. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I think it. I think it'd be a fun ride the whole time. And at the end, when um, Bourne like, you know, retires, yep, just, just sits on a porch and grows the longest beard. Yeah, ten minutes, like an hour later, he's already got like the longest beard. Ever. Yeah. Guinness World Records come over. Oh, bloody hell, that's a great beard. I How did it. you do it? Yeah, um, the Guinness World Records have to come back every day. Oh, there's a fun bit where he gets, um, you know, in The Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. where he gets stuck in that cave bit and he has to climb up. Oh, he uses Imagine. his beard. Exactly. I was thinking about... He, he stays could... there for weeks and yeah. he, it's like up, it's like upside down um, Rapunzel. I thought he could definitely tie up bad guys as well. Yeah. There's so many uses oh, for his beard. Oh, and he cuts it off and yeah, he, he just cuts keeps it off him in a bundle. Ties him up, yeah. Throws him in the sea. Yeah. And then uh, Denzel Washington shows up. <laughs> <laughs> Time for me to kill you twice. Look at that. What a nice wrap-up, and it's a good job we've wrapped up, because we're going to have to leave the studio. There's a rat-tat-tat at the studio door, and entering the room to kick us out is... Oh, it's Tenderman, and he's come to give us a big hug. Wait, no, it's not! (laughs) It's our birthday, John. The podcast is a year old. Happy birthday. We actually just had some cake. Yeah. It's coincidental cake, but there is, is there a better kind? Coincidental cake is my second favourite type. It's my favourite band. Mm. Uh, yeah, we've been doing this for a year, every week, and we'd like to say thank you if you've even listened to a single second of it over the last 52 weeks. And if they got to this point, that is a guarantee. Unless they did some weird skipping. <laughs> they were like, hey, I'm going hey, to... Cool, <laughs> that's me listening to the Dream Factory again. <laughs> I, lo- I sure love podcasts. <laughs> I love podcasts. I listen to like 47 an hour. Yeah. Oh God, I'll get through some podcasts. <laughs> what do you think of cereal? Great. Really good. Ad, ad. Uh, <laughs> they just had coincidentally landed yeah. on two bits where they said the first and the second half of his name. Yeah. So thank you very much if you've ever listened, enjoyed, even if you've hated it. Thanks for the ride. Wish us a happy birthday on social media. Oh, yeah. So it'll be the 29th of August. Yeah. We'll put up some sort of post begging for Anytime uh, that week. praise. Yeah. Uh, wish us a big happy birthday. Maybe to celebrate our birthday, give us a little five-star review. Oh, yes, please. That'd that is the birthday present I'm looking forward to most. Oh, uh, wrap it up <laughs> and send it to Apple. But yeah, that, 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 it's our, it's our one-year anniversary. And to celebrate, John and I are off to go and eat that massive breakfast that Pete Doherty ate. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then... You'll be the best listener.